Welcome back to part two with Serge Powell's A Man That Needs No Intro. Here we go. Speaking and then kind of shifting more towards the races, we had touched on, you know, the benefits of being on all these different teams, um, a lot of different experiences. Is there an experience or a race that you're most proud of that, you know, you've been in 13 Grand Tours, you've won Tour de Yorkshire, you've been in the Olympics, you had an amazing result on Mount Ventoux. Um, I don't know. It's like for someone at, at where I am as a, an amateur cyclist, we're just like, holy cow, this guy has done so many incredible things. What's really important to you that you look back and it just sort of like, it hits you like, man, that was an amazing week or day or race or experience. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, of course, the Olympics is uh, yeah something really special because I mean, uh, not it's many, not many riders can say they've 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 done the Olympics, and <laughs> and uh, I was the roommate of the Olympian cha- Olympian champion, so we um, yeah we won it, you know, uh, as uh, as Belgium, or at least Greg won it because, but it's still a, a team sport, let's say. So it was it was pretty special. And then, of course, um, I think the whole Tour de France in 2015 also was a special time because we 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 got this wild card as MTN Quebeca Africa's team, mm-hmm. and yeah, nobody was really thinking about us. Um, but yeah, we did pretty well. I, I I did I did I raced well myself, and I was almost in every breakaway in the mountains, and I. Yeah, it, it was just a fantastic time. We we had no pressure to to perform, but we, but we did so well. And um, Steve Cummings won a stage uh, on on Mandela Day um, that year. And yeah, I just had whole to the France. Um, that is a really really nice. Um, it was it was a really nice time. They touched on that in the uh, film that they put together on the on the squad, didn't they? I, I remember watching that. I've seen a bunch of sometimes the different yeah. cycling uh, movies, like the behind the scenes stuff that you see now blend together. But I remember watching that and it was a really cool chronicling of that team and what you guys went through. And just like you said, they're kind of like, yeah, nobody's thinking about us. And then you guys came out just hitting some of the stages like, oh, these guys are here to race yeah. apparently and win. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. What was your, what do you think about mindset? You know, it's kind of a topic that comes up more. Obviously you're racing at the highest level of the world. How much did credit or did you think about mindset going into these big races? Was it second nature? It's like, Oh, I'm just showing up to race. Or were you like mentally preparing in any specific way to go race for three weeks? Let's say at the tour. Yes. Very good question. And I even, I rate it more and more um, over the last couple of years, and even now, as uh, in my in my job as a development coach, uh, I just invited a friend of mine who is actually um, who did a group session with uh, with the under twenty three riders about this, because the last thing we want is that they live their careers as you know, just oh, I can. I can ride my bike pretty pretty good and, and I will see and, and we go to this race and then oh, we go to the next race and we will see and, and we just, you know, we're just riding because, oh, we, you know, we want to we wanna have them, um, how should I say, um, 
thinking about the fact that they only have one career and that they should make the most out of it. And um, what is super important, what I think is super important on, and on top of all the scientific uh, training and, and nutrition and whatever you can do is to have a really positive vibe in, um, in, in, in every day that you, that you, you know, that you train and, and race because that is actually what you see with, with the riders that are still performing at the, at the highest level, like uh, Valverde or Mathieu van der Poel, these guys, or Philippe or whoever, Greg van Avermaet, these guys, they just love riding their bikes. They enjoy what they're doing. I think that is still so, so important to really realize how much you, you love your sport and, and you know, to have this, this positive vibe um, every day of the year because you can you can go to altitude and and be miserable because you're not allowed to eat, uh, to eat too many carbohydrates so you have to train low carb from your training you feel like you feel miserable and i mean that is not that is not a positive vibe you know you want to be really enjoying what what you're doing and 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 be proud of the fact that you're uh, yeah that you're a professional cyclist uh, enjoy every day and I think that that mindset is so important uh, when you go out and, and race. That's really interesting. So I guess said differently, would you say that you would have a ride or say, you know, I don't know if you believe in like fasted riding or, you know, you mentioned low carb riding. If it is not jiving well with a cyclist, would you say, you know what, forget that. Like you're clearly irritated by it. Like, don't worry about the physiological benefit of that. Like it's, it's just not for you. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent because you know, you have your physio- physiological engine, but also, you know, you know, your mental engine, let's say, and they, oh, you know, right. they work together and <laughs> that yeah. it's never one or the other. And, uh, I mean, if you're if you're feeling good, you're gonna be riding good. If you ride good, you will will you will feel better, and, and you know it, it always goes together. And as I said, if you have to go on altitude to for the for the for the physiological benefits, but you're you know you're not feeling well. The weather is bad up there. Uh, you're you feel lonely because you you're there on your own. Uh, and 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 then the same with the low carb. You're you're doing the low carb. For the, for the physiological benefits, but you you feel miserable, and I mean uh, that is not you know you, you gotta be smiling every day for it because you you enjoy because you enjoy riding your bike. That is so important. On top of every scientific uh, or whatever you know uh, tool that is gonna help you in in, in performing. It's making me smile just because I, I, I love the science side of things, but I think sometimes now everyone's pulling out one study and it's like, oh, this is what everybody's got to do now and everything else is wrong. And then a month later, there's another study. I'm like, yeah, man, I, there's a lot of studies out there and you can't do everything. Like, are you happy? <laughs> do, you, do you still enjoy riding the bike? Like, I think simpler at times, especially now with the internet and, and, just like, I mean, I'm out there saying stuff, but I, uh, 
I don't know. I just think it's so easy to get caught up in trying to do every little optimization and you then yeah. just tire yourself out. So yeah, it's really interesting. No, I, I agree. And I agree. And in the end, um, you, it's also important to, to keep it simple, you know, in a way in, in the end, it's uh, a lot of coaches, they make it really complicated as well. So, and now I'm, for example, I don't have, the time anymore that I had before to ride my bike, but I still ride my bike quite a lot. Maybe, maybe half the time I, I had before. And I just do, you know, I just ride, as I said, the more you can ride the better, let's say for the volume. And then once a week I do, I still do intervals, eight minutes, eight minute sessions. Uh, so eight minute intervals. And I mean, it's like a super simple concept. So it's, it's, um, let's say it's polarized training mm -hmm. so either i i just enjoy riding my bike i don't look at anything you know of course you sometimes look at your power meter and but you just ride with friends or, or alone and then only once a week i uh, or every 10 days i try and do um eight minute intervals because i just like to do intervals but and it's i still get a, a decent level this way you know and it's totally. uh it, I, I, what I don't like, honestly, and what I never like is that riders have to go on training with a piece of paper with all the intervals they have to be doing. In, and then, for example, I, I need to have this heart rate for 20 minutes. It doesn't make sense. Uh, or it doesn't go along with what I was saying before, that you you know, you know want to have that you know positive attitude and, and not being caught up in... In, in, in a lot of stress because it needs to be sustainable. Cycling is all about sustainability. It's a 365 day approach and you got to enjoy it, man. That's uh, that's the most important. We have a joke with a couple athletes that uh, I won't even get into the whole story, but it's just like cycling is a lifestyle. And this one guy's like, it's a lifestyle, figure it out. Like you got to wade through this every day and it's got to be a fun process. And I try to tell everybody when, whether they're the newest cyclist or they're going for a national championship or they're a master's racer, like if you're getting on the bike and it's not fun, we are totally screwing this thing up. And yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I think sometimes I heard a coach one time say, well, I have to make the workouts like, you know, not confusing, but pretty detailed. Cause I don't want someone to get bored. And I was like, well, to be honest with you as an athlete, I like the easier days because the hard days are hard and I'm happy when I'm yeah. like, Oh, zone two. Thank God. Like I just got to go ride my bike and consistently yeah. pedal. And then, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's interesting, but, uh, dude, you're saying a lot of good things that, that <laughs> make me feel good about my own training that I'm doing. <laughs> What's, um, did you have any good looking back and maybe things that you try to transfer to the younger athletes that you're mentoring any good or bad habits that, had an effect on your training or racing um yeah so I, one of the things I, I i teach them or try and teach them is is the things i've i've just been saying so yeah sustainability um enjoying being a an athlete because mm -hmm. it's really it's really important to enjoy it while you're being while you're an athlete and not after your career, when you feel like, oh, maybe I should have done this or should have, or I could have done this. Um, what else? 
Well, can I ask you a question but I also, on that? Did, did you feel, is that maybe hindsight, hindsight wisdom looking back? Because as you were the athlete, like, isn't it, don't, do you get a little nervous about like, hey, am I getting my next contract next year? What's happening with this team? Like, were you able to have the mindset of enjoying that process? Or was, did you ever catch yourself being like, I'm thinking about this too much like a job. Like, granted, it was your job, but I mean. No, in the beginning of my career, maybe yes. Or let's say in the, in the, first, in the first half, maybe. Mm-hmm. In the in in the latter part, I was I was enjoying it more. Uh, I would say, but it, it took some time. And I, I mean, I of course I teach them, or I try and teach this to them because I I've made a mistake myself to to be always overthinking things, you know, um, and always trying to improve myself. Um, and and it's a fine balance because what I also want to teach them is is to take ownership of their career because, and, and what I mean is that of course you're going to be working with a lot of professional people around you, like uh, your coach and your director and, and your soigneur. Uh, and, and you're going to hear a lot of stuff. And, and as you mentioned before, you have this study and then this guy said this thing and, and the other one says, but it's super important to, to know where you're going to or where you want to go to and, and, you know, to take the decisions for yourself to, to navigate in the, in the right direction. And, uh, and that is, I think um, what I really, what I really try and teach them is that they have to, in the end, decide and make the call what is good for them. And, and um, a lot has to do with, uh, with self-knowledge, you know, and that is something you have to learn through the years, knowing what is good for me, take notes, um, fill in your training peaks as detailed as you can, uh, take notes of your weight, your food, whatever. You know, it doesn't need to be crazy, but you're going to have a time. There's going to come a time where you feel not so great. I mean, when you're going well, it's not a problem and you're riding good and, you know, you feel like nobody or nothing can touch you. But then of course, everybody has this time where, where it's not going as how you would like to. And, uh, and then that is, um, that is going to help you, you know, the, mm-hmm. all the notes and, and yeah, it's, it's going to finding those threads, like the big picture, um, seeing, uh, I don't know what to call it exactly, but like that flow, and I think it's, yeah. you know, I look back when I first started, we weren't, we were using golden cheetah and I was like emailing files to my coach. And, um, I wish that I had had, you know, I have like an Excel sheet still. It's like 2008, I got dropped and this is what blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's really funny <laughs> to look back on, but I think now it's like, it's for someone who's just starting, I tell people, um, Hey, if you don't have a free account, whatever you're using for your own self coaching, like put your files in here take a couple notes down yeah. and even like go into the title of the workout and ch- ch- put like lifetime PR or felt amazing. Like it's so hard yeah. to force yourself to do that. Like you said, when you're humming along and you're crushing it, you're yeah. like, I feel great. Well, remember that. So you can look back and be like, Oh, you know, I was doing some high torque like four weeks before that. Maybe that had something to do with it or maybe it was. Yeah. Like, da, da, da. Exactly. So, yeah. And I, I still had uh, times in my career um because i everything i wrote everything down 
in in a little agenda let's say you know mm-hmm. so what i what i trained of course i had my training peaks also but like the notes for myself i i, I wrote them in an agenda and i had times when i was at the race and i called my wife and i, I was like uh can i uh, can you make a picture of um, beginning of April 2016 in my agenda? Because I want to see what I was, you know, like, <laughs> something like that, you know? Yeah, uh, because I, I remember that. when, you know, you don't realize when you're going good, you sometimes don't realize why you're going good, you know? It, it just comes and you feel, you think it's normal. And then afterwards, when when you feel a bit worse, then you're like, you're trying to get to that same level and it, you're, you're, you, like in a forced way let's say in a and and you need you need the all the yeah all these um notes and and as a, as a as a back backbone let's say i just had a comment with somebody and i always tell people like as the athlete it's really we're all in there doing the workouts it's hard for us to see the big picture we're like staring at the trees we're looking at the next workout an athlete this morning was just like coming off a rest week. So she felt a little stale and she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I should race. Maybe, maybe I just need some more volume. I feel like I haven't done that in a while. And I was like, Hey, uh, April 12th, that was your second biggest week in the past three months. And the week before that was not tiny. And it's, it's so easy for us when we go through a rest week, we're like, I haven't been training. Like I need to get back at it. And it's to take that zoomed out view. And, uh, it's funny that you (laughs) talk about taking the pictures. I've started going back to handwritten notes, um, I like Excel and I like the training peaks, but there is something that's missing from like physically writing. And so now I'm trying to think of like, maybe I'll do a daily training diary again, but my fear is that I'll yeah. like lose it or something. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. maybe I'll stay <laughs> digital. <laughs> um, yeah. what, so, you know, I was going to ask you a little bit about the development guys that you're coaching. You've hit on a lot of, uh, good things for that. Um, not trying to take too much of your time, maybe 10 more minutes if you're free, just to talk about nutrition and sort of the evolution of nutrition as now, you know, you'll hear you have to have maltodextrin and fructose or two carb transport yeah. systems to maximize your carbohydrate absorption. You know, there's a lot of, um, we talked on like low carb training. What has sort of come about maybe in the past five years that you think is really important for athletes uh, to hear about in terms of nutrition? Well, there was a there was a time I think around 2010 when there was a lot of I would I would call them like low carb gurus or whatever they. But that was like a hype of, of uh, eating more fat and um, and and maybe there was something about it. But um, in the end, I mean, you cannot be a pro cyclist if you're not eating your carbs or if you're not eating huge amount of carbs. And if you, I think, if you're trying to to keep up with the, with the training and the and the racing with uh, with not enough carbohydrates i think you're not going to make it you know it's uh, it's something i learned also and i don't know maybe it works for for other people but for me not really and um, there, there there was a time where there was this fear of carbohydrates or carbs were the enemy like of course not 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 the enemy but and that was just, 
uh, it's it's actually just stupid uh, that that it could even happen, you know. I love that this uh, is showing you so much like distress talking about this because people laugh at us. We are very pro carb. I I preach carbohydrates. Um, yeah. You know, I, there are high level cat one two athletes in the U.S. and I'm like I tell these guys I'm like listen eat more carbs on your training ride and they'll be going on they're eating like 40 grams of carbs I'm like dude double that and they will yeah. text me holy crap I just finished a four-hour ride I've never felt that strong and I'm like dude, it's literally the fuel yeah. in your car like yeah I don't know how much more basic I can make it and yeah when there was an article I don't know if it came across uh if you saw it but here in the U.S. it was probably four I'm trying to think of when I was here because I was in Tennessee <laughs> And it was like team sky, all keto, only eating fats. Da, 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 da. And I was like, there's no way that's true. And then it was, <laughs> they're only training with fat, but they're going to race with carbs. And there was a handful of people here that were like, we're doing what team sky does. And we're like, okay, good luck with that. Like, I wish you the best first two races came and they were nowhere to be seen. And I was like, Dude, nah, it's, no, it's not possible. You can't, if you want to go no. ride 12 hours, maybe you can make a case for it then. But if you want to race a bike in a amateur bike race, not yeah. happening so yeah, if you need if you need your fats i mean or if you're gonna ride on fats then then you're gonna be dropped i mean <laughs> if they yeah if you need to push uh 400 watts for for 10 minutes or 20 minutes whatever you depending on your weight i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna do that uh so it's... yeah i i in a grand tour I was basically eating, um, let's say, porridge in the morning with, with you know, something sweet like raisins or or banana or, or, or honey or maple syrup or something inside. And then, and then during the races, if I if I wanted to be in the breakaway or if it was a heavy day, I had that uh, that bottle. I think it's called Beta Fuel, but it, you also have it from other brands. You know, the the mixture with the like you said the glucose and fructose 80 grams of carbs uh, a bottle and and also the you know every 45 minutes a bar so I, I really went as high in carbs as I as I could and then and then after the races uh, in the evening it was a lot of rice and pasta um, recovery shake after the after the after the stage and uh, just just carbs i think every 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 day at least uh 10 grams of carbs per kilogram body weight okay so you are like carb loading which is do you feel i've had athletes be like i feel kind of funny or people get paranoid there's those people that overweigh themselves on the scale and they're like i'm getting really fat i'm like it's water every gram of carbs has three grams of water to it yeah yeah exactly do you think that there is a and from my own i'm only my body but i feel like when i feel that way and i'm like if i'll step on a scale i'm like oh damn i'm like super waterlogged mm -hmm. Within 45 yeah. minutes, it like I'm sweating. It seems like it comes out. My legs look more normal. Do you think it's like yeah. no big deal? No, of course not. And in the end, your body is gonna is gonna tell you how much uh, how much carbs you need, you know. And so it's just gonna... eat till you're full. You think is that the gauge? Yeah, and a little more. Uh, although. Of course, as a, as a cyclist, 
on the days when you're training less, you, you sometimes might be still a bit hungry or burning from the days before. Or mm-hmm. uh, So I on the rest days, I kind of, I, I tried always to be a bit cautious, you know, with, uh, with the food. Mm-hmm. And maybe not at night because at night you always eat for the for the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really, I I mean it's 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 too complicated to to, to explain my whole system. But no, that's I was, good because I was really that. thinking a lot about about yeah. uh, about nutrition. It's not as straightforward and it's not not as easy. And and it, and it, there is not you know there's not a how you say perfect guide yeah exactly there's not like a book to for that you know that tells everybody (laughs) how how you should eat because it's 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 really personal it is Um, i tell people that are like you know maybe two years into serious training they're like i just can't get this dialed i'm like dude i'm still getting it dialed like it's been you learn you you find stuff that works find stuff that doesn't work um yeah you know, I've actually come across like a very weird scenario that I haven't been able to test because of COVID. I was starting to do these long gravel rides and I was like, so we were super carving. Like, we're like, let's just really kind yeah. of push the envelope, like eating to almost, I was like, I'm eating too much food, but I would go out and I would be stomping Watts. And then the next <laughs> season came. And so it was much cooler in the spring. And I was like getting to these early races. I'm like, I have to pee a lot. Like I was pulling over, pissing yeah. catching back up. And I was wondering, like, maybe I'm holding on to too much water that, like, my body can't process. And somehow it's like, instead of sweating it, I have yeah. to urinate now. And so I was telling somebody then, they're like, but you've been riding and, like, racing for so long. Like, why are you messing with it? I'm like, because I, I think I can still get it better. Like, my body's changing. I'm not the same rider that I was yeah. five years ago. So it's just this evolution that you said it. There's no perfect guide. And I think now in, like, the in the culture of we want everything now we want the perfect answer what is my exact this that and that and i'm like yeah. it's just not there it's just that's the beauty of an endurance sport like you have yeah. so many variables that you're going to try and control but you can't you just yeah. gotta get as best as you can at some of these things so yeah. um man dude this is awesome i don't want to take up uh more of your time i really I can't thank you enough for doing this. This was extremely just t- tons of knowledge and pearls and motivation for people. Um, I owe you a coffee or something when we cross paths <laughs> on the bike. And yeah. what's, so what's Where are you next? based in? Uh, are you based in uh, Canada? No, I'm. Do I sound Canadian? No, because I but I saw somewhere on your whatever what it was. I think was it on your message that you send the time? No, I don't know. Oh, that's uh, funny. Well, yeah, actually, U.S. and Canada. Uh, yes, yeah, Central Time, U.S. and Canada. So I, I, uh, I, thought, so I just thought I, you were. Canadian. I actually used to live close to Canada, like on the border. Ah, yeah. There was a lake between the two. I moved south to Tennessee, and then I actually just bought a house out in North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So I'm going to move out there in um, probably like September or October and super pumped because it's relatively flat here, but I went out there this past weekend and it's like a three hour ride is 6,000 feet of climbing, which in meters is like, I think 2,000 meters. Yeah. Yeah. Probably two. Yeah. Um, So much different and I'm 82 to 83 kgs on the day. So it's like pushing some big gear, but still super fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Hey, so 
last question for you. What's your, you're helping the Devo team. Where are you going? What's your aspirations post uh, pro cycling? What I want to do now is just make every, uh, every under 23 rider and even junior rider I'm working with, um, make them the best rider they can be. And uh, the thing is, now it's those uh, categories, they're becoming more and more important because when I was, let's say, 21, uh, it was just about turning pro was the next step. And then, you know, you still have time. But now these guys, they're turning pro even younger and younger. So the, the momentum of their career is, is super important in the beginning already. So they, it, it also means... They, they need to take it seriously already from the gun. You know, it's not about, oh, we will see. And, you know, it, it's going to be, and, and, and as I said already, I try and teach them. They have only one career and it's the, I mean, it's the most beautiful time of, the, of their life if they, if they, you know, if they can get out, everything out of it. So, especially because it yeah, seems like a lot of athletes are getting super specified even within the sport more so than just all around racers so you probably see even more like hyper focus on a 15 year old being like i'm gonna be the next tony martin and somebody else is like well i'm only you know i'm gonna be the climber and uh that adds a whole other like spin to how you manage all these i mean they're kids at the end of the day so yeah it keeps you busy i'm sure Yeah, of course, but uh, it, uh, it's super important that they that they put their own identity in in their career and that their their dream is their own dream. And uh, as you, as you say, if you want to be the, the next Tony Martin, then then yeah, just fight for it. You know, if if it's your dream, then just uh, just go for it. But it shouldn't be you shouldn't be living the dream of of your father or or, or whoever. I mean, everybody's is is different and. Um, so yeah, we spoke about this uh, actually last week with uh, with under twenty three riders in 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 a group session, and we asked them what their you know what their wildest cycling dream would be, or where they where they would see them in an ideal world. What would their you know um, what races would they like to win? And and it was super nice to hear that everybody had different. You know, one wanted to be world champion, and, and uh, another one wanted uh, to win Tour of Flanders, and another one wants to win the Polka dot jersey in the Tour de France. So they kind of have have an idea already of, of where they want to go. And now they still need to believe that they can do it and uh, and fight for it. Man, that is just like a perfect ending note of how beautiful this sport is. Of how many different ways you can be an extreme winner. It's you know, uh, American football, you win the Super Bowl. And sure, you could be MVP, you could be like, you know, most yards or whatever, but like Tour yeah. Flanders, World Champion, the jerseys, like is just, it's so incredible. Um, Serge, man, we'll end that there. Thank you again so much. I'll, uh, we'll probably post this in a couple weeks and I'll tag you and everything. And how can people uh, in Belgium get in touch with you or like somebody just wants to say, hey, thanks for coming on. You are active on Instagram or what's the best way for somebody to follow? Yeah, my Instagram account is uh, is probably the best. Um, yep, Instagram or, or Twitter, but Instagram is the best, I think. Uh, awesome. I'll post it below. You can find me there. Up. Hope you have a great rest of the day. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you too. It was uh, nice to be here. Dude, uh, pleasure. Good luck with the podcast. Truly appreciate it. <laughs>
See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Brandon, bye. That was freaking awesome. I Serge Powell's on the Evoke podcast. That just happened? Man, what an amazing athlete. What a cool dude. Just shared so many pieces to his puzzle. I really think the his view on carbs, his view on his food choices, understanding how complicated nutrition can be, having the training diary, and really just having positive vibes, like enjoying this lifestyle of being a cyclist over 365 days. Serge, this was incredible, man. Can't wait to buy you a coffee someday. And I hope everybody has a great week of training. If you're living in a place where COVID is getting out, I hope you've got some racing coming up. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple, if you could leave us a five-star review, if you think we've earned it, we would really, really, really appreciate that. And tell a friend about what we're doing. Just trying to share some experiences and hope you have a great week in your life. See ya.